and welcome back to season five of Nightmare Cinema. John, it has been quite some time since we've sat virtually opposite each other and created an episode. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> so, it's brand new. We're going to talk about a lot of different things rather than just focusing on one film, which I think you and I both found a little bit... Boring? Uh, boring is an interesting word. Um, <laughs> I, I did, at one point, I did really enjoy it until we did remakes. And now that I've paid the money for the counselling I had to receive because of that, um, I feel a lot in a much better position to talk about it now. <laughs> um, because I wanted to die doing them. I, I'll, I'll just say it. I was just, um, by the time we got to the Omen remake a remake of one of my favourite films that, for some reason, we didn't actually do. Um, I, I actually wanted to self-harm. We... Uh, OK. Uh, and I hated I hated them. Just the remakes. I mean, the, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one aside, that was the moment I knew we needed to, to, to switch things up a bit. But we've been away. We've been in rehab. I've been in rehab anyway. Um, <laughs> I feel refreshed. I've come back stronger wiser, more productive, ready to, 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 to take this to the next level now. Well, definitely but, more however, productive. if you ever say the word remakes <laughs> and season to me again, I'm going to come to your house. I know where you live. I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to put a bat in your night nighty at night when you're asleep. Like a baseball bat? You can be any, it can be any bat of my choosing. Either way, it's going to be a shock. <laughs> right. Okay. So, let's go into our first brand new section. And this is... Horrible News. <laughs> this is one of our new sections. This is Horror News. So, we're going to take a look around um, the world of Hollywood and beyond and bring you... Some news items from the world of horror. John, do you want to start? I've got the best news ever. I know oh my you god! Have. Can you can you believe that Hayden? Oh shit! What's her last name? <laughs> Hayden Vac Hayden Hayden from Heroes is back as Kirby Reed in Scream Six. My god! So I feel like you're not as excited about this news as somebody like oh, me, for example. That proves to me that I'm a master of sarcasm because someone I don't really like is returning to a franchise I don't really care about anymore and I'm supposed to be excited about that. Well, mm. yeah, if you were mm. a fan like most normal people, like Kirby is an absolute darling of that franchise and they sort of, you, you didn't, there's a rule in slasher films, if you don't see a body, then, you know, it's open for a return. We didn't see Kirby's body. I'm glad she's coming back. And though in Scream 5, there was a little bit of a, do they call it Easter eggs in the, the geek place where MCU and all that exists? Um, an Easter egg where you saw her face on like a YouTube type site um, and underneath was interview with Woodsboro Survivor. So we knew she'd survived. It was just a question of when is she coming back? And here she is. So Neve Campbell can leave. As far as I'm concerned, the hero is here. I have a question. I have a question. What makes uh, this franchise's darling? 
Sorry, she's just fantastic. So what she makes was... her another one of the franchise's darlings? <laughs> she's like a super horror fan. Like a super, super, super horror fan. And, and that's a, it. That's the reason. She's a really good character. I can't explain it because you've never seen it. You need to... You just need to watch Scream 4, John. And I feel like you would be on Team Kirby all the way. Great. So that's that's amazing news if ever I've heard it. Uh, oh yeah, apparently this new fucking waste of time is out on the twenty uh, first of March, twenty twenty three, a day that will live and die in infamy, as far as I'm concerned. Um, John, you are such a dweeb. Have you even seen Scream Five? <clears throat> I I lost interest after Scream Two. I mean, I can sort of get that Scream Three wasn't the best, but. Four is quite good and five is also quite good. Problems, which we will which inevitably one, discuss in a future episode, but Which one would did Hayden Penetration make her name in? Like <laughs> her debut in? Scream Four. I can't remember that one. What happened in that one? You you didn't watch it? I remember watching the beginning bit and getting bored. Is that the one with um, Emma Roberts in it? Yes. I remember watching that and then I thought there are four million things I would rather be doing at this moment, including rubbing a cheese grater upon my bumhole. So I went and did that. And it Which was better you do, than you the do anyway. Well, it was better than the film. Oh, it wasn't, John, you're lying. I've seen your scraped bumhole and it is not much to write home about. It's better than that film. It is a bloody mess. I reckon more people had watched me rubbing a cheese grater on my arse than they would... No, they wouldn't, actually, because it's not of idiots in the world. <laughs> maybe people who watch things like The Human Centipede, maybe. What's wrong with The Human Centipede? It's it fantastic. Sick. It absolutely I would rather no watch The Human Centipede on repeat than watch another fucking Scream film. Why don't you just and give I Scream love 4 the first a go? One. As a favour from me, if... As a favour to me, <laughs> why don't you watch Scream 4? Okay. I will, for the purposes of this endeavour that we're doing okay. now, and I will Perfect. come back and perform a detailed report. So you're either going to get a detailed report of Scream 4 next week or a video of me cheese gratering my arse. <laughs> I don't know which I want more. I think I kind of want both, to be honest with you. The Nightmare Cinema Universe will decide that, Sean. Right, OK, we'll put that out to the vote. <laughs> OK. So our next piece of news is more... It's it's more like background, I suppose, really, and tying in with the fact that today is Friday the 13th. Dun, dun, dun. Victor Miller, who wrote the original Friday the 13th script, I'm sure... I he... genuinely thought you were going to say another name beginning Victor with Victor Miller. And I thought to myself... <laughs> It's really bounced out there. <laughs> um, so now Victor, that I'd watch. <laughs> Victor Miller wrote the original Friday the 13th. So I'm sure you guys know as horror fans that there has been massive legal battles over who owns the rights to Friday the 13th. Between A lot of it is this between Jason... Uh, sorry, between Jason. Between Victor Miller... <laughs> Imagine him in court in his little suit. Victor Miller versus Jason. It would be better than Freddy versus Jason. Um, So there's been massive legal battles and now it's been decided that Victor Miller owns the rights to the original screenplay that includes the story and the characters. So that means that once they settle a few more things, he can release any movie or any media that only includes elements from the original script. So... 
what does that mean? It means that adult Jason is not owned by Victor Miller. So it could be that any subsequent sequel that we have, any further film might not include Jason as we know him, as in terms of an undead, evil, machete-wielding, hockey mask-wearing thing. Because in the original film, he shows up for like a few seconds at the very, very end as a weird, deformed, supposed to have drowned a few years ago person. Uh, in a possible dream sequence. It is a good film. The best bit of that film. So, I mean, I think that's really interesting and I feel like it might make people um, think how how else are we going to... What what else are we going to do with this franchise? Because, I mean, Jason, 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 they've done it 12 times. Like, come on, 11 times. What else is there? There's a lot, there's a lot more that they could maybe do with it. What do you think, John? Are you bothered or...? Well, <clears throat> out of all the the Friday the Thirteenth films, I like the first one, uh, and that fan made sort of <gasps> short. Yeah. Never hike alone, Never which like I thought was almost as good as the, the original film. If I'm completely honest, uh, the other ones um, bore me to tears. I didn't reach for the cheese grater though for them, but uh-huh. like, That's I do really really like. I do really like the first one. Have you seen uh, Jason X? Good. Which which one's that? Imagine that's the tenth one. Yes, and it's also where he's in space. <laughs> I mean, I can't really clearly see your face because of the amount of light that you've got in it, John. But I know, I know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm quite a, happy you can't. There's a Jason X, and it's it's set in space. Um. I think Can you stop saying that? It's quite <laughs> I think it's quite a fun film and that surprises me because that's not how I like my horror films. You know I like straightforward horror films, not this gimmicky crap, but I don't know. Maybe it came up at a time where I was very impressionable. It must have done. Anyway, so I think that's really interesting, a really interesting piece of news or fact. Um, it would be really interesting to hear what your ideas would be for another um, Friday the 13th film. And given that there has already been 12 films, the next one would be the 13th. So it would have to be extra, extra special. Yeah. Also, go and watch a, a, a short. Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Which, it's like a short Never film Hike Alone. From it, Never yeah, Hike so there's, Alone, it's there's, called. There's two. So Never Hike Alone is... Um, was created by Womp Stomp Films, who we have asked for interview and they have not replied. Um, just getting that out there. And yeah, I think it is available on, on YouTube, but you can definitely buy it on Blu-ray, which I am considering doing. Um, and then there's a, a follow-up to that called Never Hike in the Snow. And there's a few little cameos and special appearances in those short films. So if, you're, if you are a big fan of the franchise as a whole, then I think you'll get quite a lot from it. They're around 30, 40 minutes. They're really decently put together, not like a lot of yeah. fan films. I can only comment on Never Hike Alone, and that is, for me, the probably the best fan-made kind of horror tribute I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's arguably the best. Yeah, I've seen a few on it's, YouTube. I don't think any of the Freddy ones are very good. They always seem a little bit hokey, but how do you get that makeup done if you're on a university budget, I suppose? 
You can't. Talent. I reckon I could. Okay. I re- well, I couldn't, but I could find someone who could. All oh, right, I see. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move into our next section. Okay, this is where we kind of hark back to days gone by and we do kind of an old school nightmare cinema style review of two films that are available right now on Netflix and the other one that Jeff Bezos owns. Amazon Prime. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Uh, we'll do. I've, I've I've kind of put these both forward, so we'll do the we'll do the lesser of two films first. <laughs> one we've got is what was described to me as a hidden gem. Not by me. <laughs> I would just um, like that said. <laughs> it was not described no, that way. The by person, me. the the person who described this as a hidden gem is now floating down the Mersey, <laughs> so it's sound. It's just simply called Cam. And I will give you, if it, if it can last long enough without vomiting, I will try my best. It's about a webcam model who is, without any shadow of any doubt, the most narcissistic, nauseating, vile, self-involved, I can't say the C word on this, can I? Twat I have ever <laughs> come across. And for some reason they want us to root for her. Um, apart from a decent relationship with her brother I there is nothing going for this girl she should just stop now and jump off a cliff John. but anyway she's a, she's, she's a cam girl and she does all this webcam stuff in this little studio um, and then suddenly once she's trying to get to um, like the top break the top 50 of this webcam thing and um, she's doing all of these stunts and stuff and she kills herself on the screen like like pretends to kill herself on screen and stuff like that and um, <clears throat> it boosts her up and it's all yeah whatever uh, and then suddenly someone pops up who's a complete kind of copy of her so she kind of has to find out what's going on um, and it's about as interesting as that <laughs> re- review it I mean, I, 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 I'm getting close to the point. I will talk about it in a minute, don't worry, at length, and I'll probably stand up and kick things. But I'm getting to the point now where there are four people in my life that I will take film advice from, and that's it. And even online reviews I don't care about anymore because no one knows what I like. I'm not saying this isn't a good film, by the way, because it is. It's just not a horror. Mm. Don't tell me something's a horror when it's not. <coughs> this is as a thriller it's pretty good okay as a kind of psychological journey into the psyche of the people who go on these things both the users and the models it's pretty good so if you like a, psycho- a psychological horror done to the most a budget of about 15 quid it's alright it's okay mm. however it was I was it was described to me as a horror that will change the way I look at social media forever. I didn't. I wasn't even scared. It was just bits of it were a bit gory, that was it. And it's not really so, a type of social media that everybody uses, is it? That's like a specialist type of yeah, thing, isn't it? It was it was as a horror it was repellent. I found myself itching all over because it was just so bad. But 
if you and it, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be that this is just how anal I am. If you change that genre and make it a psychological horror, like an analysis of the human mind, because in the analysis of the human mind, you know what's going on and you're allowed to have a human mind, which is a bit broken and corrupt. That's fine. Don't make me try and root for a woman who is just a C word, an unbridled C word. That's all she is. There is nothing endearing about this girl at all. There's nothing for me to, to relate to her about. There's nothing for me to root for her. I don't even want her to get her life back on track because I don't Ouch. care about her life. I hated it as a horror. Step back, turn to the side, and watch it as a psychological analysis, a thriller. It's pretty good. However, we don't deal in psychological analysis here. We deal in horror. And this can fuck off. It can fuck off. I mean... I've had enough now. What did you think? Absolutely agreed. I finished the film, which stars Madeline Brewett, who, to be honest, I am so surprised she looked at the script and thought, yes, I'll do that. So Madeline Brewett is from um, Hamid's Tale. She's a phenomenal actor. And I just cannot believe that she's chosen this film to do. Genuinely surprised um, that she was in it. knowing, you know, as as being a Handmaid's Tale fan, what she can actually do as an actor. Um, so very surprised at that to begin with. Um, I felt like the story was completely all over the place. I didn't finish the film. I didn't have a clue what was going on. I didn't get the point of some of the characters, like Barney, what happened to him, um, that weird guy in the, the motel that she goes to see. Like, what was the point of this? I, I don't really get it. We don't really get any sort of outcome like what was this evil thing that was overtaking people's lives on the internet and and why why was it doing it and how none of that is even touched upon never mind sort of explained um and and, you know sometimes i can watch a film and i'm like i didn't need a response to that the film was that good this is not one of those times (laughs) unfortunately yeah the film is that bad it needed it to explain it to you what was going on if if I wasn't watching it for this, it would have gone off. Yeah, and it, agreed. If if I, it, uh, it, the the need to throw things at the TV was 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 palpable, and just just don't even as a psychological analysis, just don't bother. There's so many better things out there. It it it, it I go back to this thing again, and it's like, I know people who are trying to get films made now that are ten times better than this. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how these people are doing it. I'm fair dues that they're doing it. But piss off. Just don't. Can we stop talking about this now? Oh, oh, right, OK, yeah. Well, you can move on to the next one if you want, John. Right. There we now go. We see it right There up. we go. There we go. I'm so glad we did that one first because now we get a chance to talk about one of the best films I've seen in the past... 10 years at least the amazing and absolutely sublime and excellent Saint Maud which is just as perfect a, a, a horror film scary film chiller film as you're ever going to get 2019 I, do you say 2019 or do you say 2019 you can say whatever you want John both of them feel right okay so 2019 was the year it came out <laughs> written and directed by Rose Glass a short she's a short film expert and I think I think this may have been her directorial debut and 
a feature like that mm. directorial debut and it is sublime fucking sublime and if anyone comes up to you and says oh don't like that Saint Maud punch them in the throat punch them in the throat straight away and tell them that they are stupid because you have a smile on your face like you're going to say something you're going to regret and I am pointing at you choose your words carefully okay yes sorry what did you think of Saint Maud Okay, can I be completely honest? No. Oh, well, I'm going to have to be. So as a film, in terms of how it was constructed and how it looked and the aesthetic, I thought it was great. I really did. I thought it looked amazing. It felt the part. It felt like a, it felt like a good film. The characters were good. The characters were interesting for the most part. However, I just don't feel... Okay, so you know when you're writing a story, any story, you have to have rising tension. Obviously, we, we, we both know this. We all know this from watching so much TV and, and film and reading novels and stuff. But you also have to have rising and falling tension. But it should be on on track i wish you could see what i'm doing with my fingers it should even though it's fallen it should still be going up to the crescendo to the end of the film i did not get the sense of that with that film with with saint maud unfortunately it felt like it, it 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 sort of built and built and then went down up a tiny bit down again up a tiny bit and down again until the very very end when it just went poof and peaked um so i didn't really enjoy the journey as a viewer of that film. I am not saying that this is a bad film at all. I can see that the person who's directed it is a very, very talented person. However, the writing for me is lacking a little bit. It's it, it, okay. Bollocks. <laughs> I'm too scared Absolute to bollocks. <laughs> I'm a cinema universe who's for that for the single stupidest statements I've ever heard it's brilliant I'll tell you what it's about which I really could should have done before I do apologise <laughs> yeah, bit sure. out of practice yeah bit out of practice but anyway it's about a nurse it's it's British which makes it even better because there's so many relatable things yeah, it does, like little Britain things it does have that British feel Britain doesn't things, it but, yeah you... it's about a nurse who, who becomes kind of obsessed with a patient, I've heard, I've I've read on IMDb and it says he becomes becomes obsessed with saving the soul, or saving the life of this this patient. I think she just becomes obsessed with her. With her, she yeah, becomes yeah. obsessed with with the the word of God and stuff like that, and she becomes this um, wannabe savior for the human race, and it's it's but on a, on a level which is like tiny and insignificant and she just can't break free of this insignificance oh i'm i'm i am on i'm i'm i've got chills and they're multiplying thinking about it it's so it is so good it's so well it's i i love the fact it's so subdued it's so stop start it's so haphazard it's so kind of Oh, she's getting there. No, she's not. Oh, she's getting there. No, she's not. And it's like she's. You can that just describes the inner battle with her. It is gloriously done, and it's done. It's not Hollywood. It's not mm. bloody Ryan Reynolds coming in with his chest out. It's not That's anything like that. Oh. It's it's so 
claustrophobically done and it's so grey and dismal. It's like opening a, a portion of chips, fish and chips and it's, it's, it's quintessentially British and quintessentially brilliant. I loved it. I would not describe that film as claustrophobic. That is not a feeling that I would associate with it, unfortunately. But th this is why everything's sort of, you know, open to interpretation, individual experience, isn't it? But uh, I don't know, John. I don't know. Oh, the, the, there's a the, there's a feeling of her being trapped all the way through it. Every scene she's in is so closed in and confined. It's so good until the end when she when and no spoilers for this because you need to see it to believe at mm -hmm. the end. I didn't <clears throat> think she was going to go through with it, and I just went wow when she did, and I just thought that is the the greatest end one of one of the greatest endings to a film I've ever seen. It was. I've just actually looked at this on on IMDb. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, and I've just seen that it got 6.7 out of 10. This is why you shouldn't believe anyone. People are going to look at that and go, uh, uh, and no, then not watch it. You're absolutely go and right. watch it. I think you should definitely make up your own mind about that. this film. It's one of those, isn't it? Like, from an art perspective, I get it to an extent. I, I really do. But then, as a horror fan, I don't get it. What I was expecting and what I was getting from the setup, this is going to be a really slow burn horror film and the things that you're going to see are not going to be um, sort of extravagant and complex and in your face like, like The Exorcist or The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And I thought, I appreciate that. I love that. And I'm getting chills at the idea of it even thinking about it now, like the, the, the arms, I mean, it, the hairs on my arms are standing up. But... I don't think it delivered what it was supposed to deliver. For me, it, it just didn't. If it, it just felt it, it fell flat for a long period of time. It was so flat. Yeah. You can you can slightly have some respect back for that because it does look like it is a possession film. It does look like mm -hmm. it's gonna be that. But I love the fact that it wasn't. Because mm. we we love a good possession film. Mm -hmm. We we I they 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 are the cheese to my cracker. They really are, but like this because it was because it was different and because it was so subtle. I just I just loved it. I just, I, I'm I'm going to watch it again tonight. So what? It's so good. What do you think this film was actually about? What do you think she was getting at when she was trying to tell this story? For me, what I got from it was about the the kind of. Um, I don't really know how to say this without insulting an entire religion of people, but the ultimate of absurdness of religion. The hysterics of, of religion. The, the, yeah, yeah, that, that hokum of religion mm. and how and how if you expect physical kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like when... In divine intervention, that oh, sort right, of okay. stuff, if you're expecting... <laughs> an act of God. It's just not going to happen. It's just, it's just the, the way that it's written in the Bible isn't going to happen. Um, and she, this girl tries so much to kind of see that and see, like, God work a miracle that she misses all the miracles around her and she ends up doing what she does. Um, and it's just, it's like this, the search for, for, for enlightenment through religion and the absurdity of that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I 
probably was, I think my reaction might be a little bit more extreme than that, as my reactions tend to be. Um, I felt that it was, I mean, we pretty much said it, I felt like it was about religious hysteria. Um, but what did you think was happening, you know, with um, her patients in the end? Like, what, what do you think that was about? Was this, you, you know, you tell me, I'm not going to lead you, tell me. Um, it's, she, I mean, I have no doubt that she wanted, she, she wanted in some way to, to save her. I don't know if that was, <clears throat> she, she definitely went in there with <clears throat> kind of good intentions, but good intentions can oft, often come in very bizarre forms, especially when you put them in extremist forms from religion because most of the good outcomes you get from killing someone or them dying and stuff like that but she saw a soul that needed saving she couldn't quite manage that and it all went tits up so then she she was looking for another miracle to be to, to kind of perform not and find her way into heaven and I thought to myself that's the, the way that that woman was, the, the patient woman. That was the way people would react <laughs> to mm. someone thinking that they were going to save you. She would be, she was, I thought she was amazing. I thought she was brilliant. Mm. I thought the whole supporting cast were yeah. um, just, just so kind of, what the fuck are you doing sort of thing. So I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I agree about the supporting cast, but I suppose what I'm asking is, was this a film about a supernatural thing or was this something else? I... <clears throat> I haven't actually got that far. I don't... It's not something that I really... It could have been. Yeah. It's, but I think that's one of the beauty of, of these of films like this. It can... If you're like... If you're into the supernatural, it can be supernatural if you're into the to the real world it's it's real world and i think that's whether she meant it or not doesn't really matter it's there now um i think that's champion i think that, that wins people over to it i think that's part of its charm that you don't really know what's going on with her is she or isn't is she mad just chasing meaning from the bible or is she possessed with some sort of force that's compelling her to do all these things it's, you never know and mm. We've discussed this before, but we both kind of like that. Mm. I agree. I agree that I I do love that. Usually, where you you don't know, um, I lo I do love that 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 aspect of of certain films. Again, I'm going to go back to I've, I don't think this film delivered on that that last scene where this demon or the devil, whoever reveals itself through a patient, it was flat. It, it, or maybe it would come on the back of a lot of flat scenes where I was like, oh, I'm not really bothered at this point or I've completely lost interest. Or, it, I mean, it would be interesting to see how I felt on, on rewatching it. I just don't feel like it delivered. I don't think it had the impact that the writer expected it to have. Yeah, I would most definitely advise a second watch. Mm. 
Maybe. But make your mind up about what you wanted to be this time. So, I know you shouldn't really put that much hard work into a film. For but, me, but. I don't think this was a supernatural film because, and I'll, I'll tell you the, 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 the reasons why, and I feel like the director has put it there for us to see, is she goes to the beach, she does the thing that she's doing, and in her, and in that scene, we get what that looks like from her perspective. She has the golden wings, she's sort of euphoric, but then you get that one tiny little split where the scene changes from her euphoria to agony and it's like that it's in and out and then the the credits come and that for me is the director telling us this was all in her head i forgot about that boom what do you do you agree what do you think i do now because it's really really clear because mm. i forgot about that bit and I wish I hadn't because I would have mentioned that <laughs> and I wouldn't look like an incompetent boob right now. <laughs> you never look incompetent, John. But I do look like a boob, yeah. No. No. Not at all. It's still... I mean, I you, you are absolutely spot on with that. I trained you well. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, you dimmy. No, it's... It, it, it's, it's, it's made me a bit speechless, that, because I forgot all about that. Okay. I was too busy just going, oh my God, this is amazing all the way through. <laughs> so, okay, so in terms of cam then, Nightmare Cinema, Stay for the Popcorn or Certified Nightmare? I'm going to surprise everyone with this because <gasps> if it's a horror film, it can fuck off um, and it's it's certified undigestible shit. Mm. But if you're watching it, as I said, as a psychological sort of analysis, it's Stay for the Popcorn. Either way, fuck off. Okay, so rate it as a horror film, which is what we're doing. Pile of shit, uh, <laughs> certified. <laughs> Unbelievable waste of blood and organs. I would agree. I would agree. Definitely, definitely certified nightmare. I I'm not even going to... I mean, is there much point in me asking you about St Maud? Do you know Do you know what that film reminds me of? Do you know? <coughs> right at the end of The Sopranos, spoiler alert, right at the end of The Sopranos, when AJ's getting fucking talked out of topping himself again with his BMW and all that shit. Oh, shit. Um, sorry if you're watching The Sopranos. <laughs> we may have to go back and put a bit of a warning in because I know someone who's watching it now. Uh, yeah, So she might forget by then. But anyway, um, the, the, um, Carmine works for a production company, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, the production company that makes porn. And they hand AJ a script and they say, we're gonna, you, you can be script developer for this. And they say, I mean, Carmela's explaining it, and she goes, it's about a murderer who gets sucked into the internet and starts killing people in chat rooms. And I thought to myself, that's what Cam is. That's exactly what Cam, that's the same pitch meeting as this. And I was just like, because that's done as an absolute joke. It's a man who doesn't know anything about films, who's branching out from porn into films. And it's just, you, when she says it, you just look like, what? It's a what? And like, that's what the pitch meeting for this must have been like. It must, it must have been. Have like, been. The, I've just seen The Sopranos. I've got this idea at the end. We can do something like this. And it will take out anything that might make it look good, so it's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a pile of absolute shit. Okay, and Bollocks. St. Maud? Um, nightmare Cinema all day long. Yeah. A lesson in how to do it. Don't pull that fucking face at me. Um, this is a lesson in how to do it. If this is your directorial debut, you, I honestly, I would need a collection of new flannels for how much I'd masturbate over this if I made this. Oh, I would just be... I'd, I'd call cut 
And then for the next six months, I just, is John there? Where's John gone? Oh, he's in there again. Why is that house rocking? Because that's how made up I'd be with it. If this was my directorial debut, oh my God. Ah, ah, gone hot. I mean, as far as directorial debuts go, yes. You've got, technically, you've got some good stuff in there, but it doesn't meet the requirements, I don't think. Um, no, I'd stay for the popcorn Do you think this, this is a night, do you, on a, are you for fucking real? Yeah. Yeah. So, why don't you guys let us know what you thought of Cam and what you thought of St. No, Maud. stop. Let us know how di- how wrong Sean is. I don't... I how? think you're going to be surprised, you know? I think you're going to be very, very surprised about the feedback you're going to get from horror fans about St. Maud. And, and, and maybe you shouldn't read them because I feel like you're going to be heartbroken if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I'm gonna decide for you. you. You you can't read those reviews, those reactions from anybody. Okay. I'm not sad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, so <laughs> that's the end of our screaming screamer service section, and we're gonna discuss two films again next time. Um, so if you've got any ideas for us, for films for us to have a look at from screaming streaming services, <laughs> do let us know, um, and we'll have a quick discussion and have a view of those. If you haven't guessed it by now, dear listener, we're trying to get you involved in this as well <laughs> because we can only argue so much. So We need your stuff to argue about. <laughs> and I, I picked I picked two films I thought we weren't going to argue about. And we just ended up having a massive fight. Brilliant. So our next section is where we have a look at the scariest episodes of TV shows. Now these could be horror TV shows, they could be special Halloween episodes of Dawson's Creek. Who knows? Who knows? I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to wait to hear your reaction to this, so I'll just do a brief introduction. So, we took a look at the pilot episode of the Chucky TV series from 2021, and this is based on um, the Child's Play series, moving into things like um, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, um, and then Case of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, which was absolutely awful. Um, you forgot about the other sequel, Boredom of John. Boredom of John, right. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll come to that, we'll come to that. So this TV show follow, follows a young lad um, called Jake, and he comes into possession of this doll who can talk, he can swear, and he can kill. So, John, John, without further ado, please let me know what you thought of Chucky. Okay, I have to give you a bit of background into the stupid child's play films because I fucking loathe their existence. The only reason that these these films are even talked about anymore is because they made an icon out of that doll. And because real horror fans needed something to dress their kids up when they went to conventions. I have no problem with that because I've seen kids wearing Chucky outfits and they look cool. They look cooler than the film. I hate this these films so much that I don't even bother acknowledging them anymore. It's just Chucky to me because Chucky, I kind of have a little bit of time for. So when you said to me, oh, we're doing the child, the, the Chucky TV series, I was 
mortified and I was just like, oh my god. You can tell I'm doing Nightmare Cinema again because I'm bloody depressed. <clears throat> so then I put it on and it wasn't bad. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. Oh my god, that actually really... <laughs> I'm shocked. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is actually... not. I mean, it's not... It's not what I was expecting. It's it's my it's en- it's more entertaining than I thought it'd be. And when the episode finished, I was like, "Oh my god!" Is that, is that that was right. It sounded really posh. Then, oh my god! Oh good gosh! Uh, and then I thought, is, "Is that over? Is that it?" And I was like, "When it popped up, do you want to watch the next episode?" I was like, "If it didn't have things to do, I would be on that right now because it was it was it made up for how shit the original films are." Oh, and wow. I thought to myself, that that re- this really isn't bad. I liked. I mean, it's all cliches and bollocks, but it's done in a really, in a really, very not. It's not gonna. This is not gonna sound like a good review, but it's in a really nice way. It was so pleasantly done and put together, and I just really, really found it entertaining. For the first time in my life. <laughs> do, do you know what I think is good about this is... I think a lot of the the other films... And there's, there's like seven of them now. Um, they sort of set up... Uh, um, you know the way Batman films... I don't know about the most recent one, but you you always see the death of his parents at the beginning. And it's like, whoa, so tragic. Ugh, we've been learning about this for 60 years. The, the, the Chucky films do the same. They try to build up tension by like, whoa, is the doll actually alive? It is, because we know it is. We've seen it. And I don't think... I think the fact that this is a TV pilot has sort of... I don't know whether they've done this intentionally, whether they've thought we've bored people with that, let's just crack on with the doll is alive within the first five minutes. But I, Or whether it's just, we don't have the time to explain that, let's do it quicker. I can't decide whether it was creative intelligence or just one of those things that they had to do but I think it definitely benefits from the fact because we know we know we know Batman's mum and dad got killed we also know that Chucky is a live doll so let's just crack on with it and I think they did I think they did I think it it, it definitely is, is a think, good thing I think it's made by people who love horror who love th- what Chucky stands for and it's really 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 sensitively if you can say that with a talking doll which is actually the possessed by the spirit of a psycho psycho killer but it's done in such a, a, a loving way and you know what it's a fucking laugh yeah it's funny and i think it's it's weird because i've got such a weird relationship with the with the, the chucky series like i like the three original films and I even liked Bride of Chucky to an extent. And then we got Seed of Chucky and I was like, what is what is even happening? And then it just sort of went dormant then, the franchise. And then we got this. I think it was like direct-to-DVD. Um, a Curse of Chucky. And do you know what, John? It was phenomenal. It was a proper return to the horror roots of the original film, which, you know, you might not like, but I did. I really appreciated it. And so when they said, oh, we're making a, another one called Cult of Chucky, I was like, wow, can't wait. Because it was the same creative team. And they just undid all of that really good work that they did with Curse of Chucky. And it was just heartbreaking to sit and watch. Like, heartbreaking, though. So I 
when this came out, I watched a few episodes and I wasn't really invested in it. Um, and so I'm kind of glad that I got the opportunity to re-watch the, the first episode again because I do kind of like it now. This? Yeah. The, 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 the thing that we watched or that? The TV show, yes, John. <clears throat> I was I was very... <coughs> I mean, I wasn't actually prefer, prepared for me liking it because I was sat there and I was, gonna, I was thinking, right, it's our first one back for ages. I'm going to let this fucking have it. I am... Because if we'd done Child's Play, which f- for people who don't know, and that you'd be surprised how many there are, that's the original name of the film with Chucky in it, mm-hmm. Child's Play. Um, I was gonna, I, I, I just did, I dislike them on a, on a, on a next next level, and I was gonna just let this have it. But do you know what? I, I, I like, I liked it. I would go as far as to say I liked it. Um, and I'm gonna watch more of them, and oh, I wasn't wow. expecting that. I wasn't expecting this, John. I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely shocked. I felt like we were going to have a bit more of an argument, a bit more banter, but it's... Wow. So, yeah, I was... I mean, I'm just as devastated as you are. We still had a fight over St Maud, so it's all right. Like. We did. I mean, we did, yeah. yeah. I dare say there's another one coming up soon as well. So, I mean, I'm glad. That, I'm completely glad that we agree on this, and it's probably something we can have discussions about as we watch more episodes. I think yeah. you'll probably binge it quicker than I will. Yeah, I... I would happily recommend this to everyone. I would say check out the first episode. Um, you'll see that it's liking it is nothing to be ashamed of, unlike the other films, which is. Um, and there's some really interesting characters in there as well, isn't there? In this this new one. In the series, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 I like I, I like the way that he's kind of like. I can't really say much without spoiling it, but he's. It's it it it's a different feel. It's not. It, it it's definitely of, uh, he's of a different age, and he's mm. arrived now, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And he's, it's it's. This is what happens with horror icons, when they when they because. It's like Freddy Krueger. These are bad people, but they, people love them. Mm. People love them for the horrible things that they do. So, I think the, the other the other thing that I can compare this to is Ash versus the Evil Dead, which I don't think you like. No. But that's the same thing. It's a laugh, and you enjoy it, and it's entertaining. And I'm, it's, I, I'm. But do you think? Do you think though, that John? And and as we're saying this, and we're saying like a laugh and and stuff, which a lot of the previous films are. And I've never seen Ash versus the Evil Dead, so I can't comment on that part. But really good. Do you think the uh, making true horror for TV is impossible because you've got to reach that many different types of audience at once? Do, do you know what I mean? Because I I feel like. The, the, I mean, there are some genuine horror TV shows out there, like like there's one called Slasher, which I, I've tried to watch multiple times and ends up turning off. But it it does feel like a slasher film, whereas this doesn't feel like a horror film. It feels more like a dark adult drama with a talking doll. Um. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Mm. But... You're still dealing with a horror icon. So. Yeah, he, he's a massive <clears throat> icon, isn't it? But he's yeah. sort of become a bit of a 
caricature of what he was intended to be. I think, yeah, I think what they've had to do with it is that they've had to kind of make him appeal to, 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 to now. To to a new audience, and it, I think he can do that with with real icons, and I think he should do that with real icons because the the the, the days of them being baddies are gone. The the I mean, not that this 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 they're not dollars, the heroes though, aren't is, they? Is is not it? It's not a. It's not gonna. You don't say I want to take him to meet your nan. Like he's a bad bad bastard. Like. <clears throat> but I think the age of the anti-hero has kind of brought that on. Mm. Tony Soprano, that thing mm. from Breaking Bad, um, <clears throat> Boardwalk Empire, all of the all of those stuffs, have allowed like bad guys to be to be loved. And now we're doing that in a very extreme way. We're doing that with Freddy Krueger, Krueger and Jason. But and pe- people have always done it. I mean, I used to know a guy with the best pinhead tattoo ever on his arm. It was fucking brilliant. <clears throat> And it was like, but he, 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 you couldn't really show it off, you know what I mean? It was mm. like, why have you got him? But now these thi- these people, these things, beings, monsters, whatever, they're icons and people love this shit. Mm. Like, and and why can't you celebrate? It's not real. There's not, no, no one getting hurt. It's just a laugh. Mm. And as long as you've got that laugh in it, that, that, and that's what I think where it makes it work with this. I really, I genuinely really enjoyed it. Hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was so much fun. Good. Okay. Okay. So, well, well, let's move on. But if you guys have got any um, scary TV shows that you want us to check out, or any scary episodes of other TV shows, um, then yeah, just just let us know, and we'll we'll take a look at them because we're definitely open to viewing them. Go on, John. I have an answer to that question though. Do you think uh, you can get scary TV shows? I've watched one, and I think I've talked about it before on this. It's called The River. You have, John. Yeah, right. And it's made by Oren Pelly. Yeah. You may know him from such films as uh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Still, the only film I've ever asked that, if I can turn it off, because I was so scared. Um, <clears throat> and it's about this family who... Um, the, 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 the dad is, is, runs, like, a nature show. He's, like, a David Attenborough type, and he goes missing in the Amazon jungle. And the film crew that he works, the film studio that he works for, say, we'll fund the rescue mission or a search mission if you let us film it. And you sit there and you go, it's a bit far-fetched. And then you go, nah, it's not. Because <laughs> they probably would do that for ratings. Right, well, don't tell me any spoilers because maybe this is the next episode we watch. Yeah. So let me pick an episode. Okay. And we can watch that next. Oh, well, we'll can't we just watch the video. first one? No, because it's not the best one. Um, but, Okay. All right, no problem. But you don't. It's it's like <clears throat> it's six different episodes, but six different sort of horror tropes in those oh, six okay. episodes. So it's it's different. Every t- it still tells still tells the story, but it's just this, and it got cancelled after one season, and there was a fucking internet riot. As it is about anything to be honest. Okay, well that's our next one, guys. We're going to watch an episode of The River. Okay, so welcome to Silver Screen, where we're going to have a little discussion about the films that are either on the cinema now or are coming up. So I'm going to start because I'm very, very excited, as it is Friday the 13th today, and I am going to see the original Friday the 13th in the cinema tonight at quarter past nine, and I cannot wait. I've never seen this film on the big screen, and I am thrilled to bits. Now I've got that out of the way. 
We have got some other... <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's some of the little bits and pieces that I'm going to talk about. No, no, no. I'm not, that's not the end of the podcast. Um, but I'm dead excited, so I just wanted to get that out there. Um, I don't know how long it's running for, but it's definitely on tonight and I'm thrilled. Anyway, so also out today, we have Firestarter, which is directed by Keith Thomas. So he had his feature film debut in 2019 with The Vigil, which I still need to watch. I'm so disappointed in myself that I've not yet seen it. Um, interestingly, this film has got a score by John Carpenter. I found that really surprising. Did he do the score for the original film? Um, Who knows? I don't think so. So this is a remake of the 1984 film starring Drew Barrymore and David Keith. And it's also based on the novel by... Stephen King, and for those who don't know, this is about a little girl who can start fires <laughs> with the power of her mind, hence the title, Firestarter. I'm not really looking forward to this, it's probably not something I'm going to check out. Zac Efron's in it, of all people, so yeah, I'm probably going to give this a miss. What, what about you, John? Um, I didn't care before you started talking about it, and I still don't care now, <laughs> although I do like Zac Efron. Oh, that's really weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. One more film I just want to say, John, and I think both of us are going to get really excited about this. This is another return of an old film to cinemas. It's out on the 27th of May, and it is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Ooh, I didn't know this. Well, there we go. 27th of May, and that's on Odeon Cinemas. I'm not sure if it's going to be out on any other cinema um, I didn't see any reference to an anniversary or anything, um, so I'm assuming they're just showing it. Um, Do you know why they're showing it? Because no one can make films anymore, so they've got to go, oh shit, here's a reminder. Here's a reminder. Everybody a reminder from what, Marvel, what please watch possible. this. <laughs> Everyone from Marvel, just stop. Yeah, and stop. go on holiday for a year. Yeah. I'm not saying stop making Marvel films, just have a, have a break. Go and buy a Kit Kat. You can afford it now. It's enough money. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go and check Psycho when that's out. John, any um, silver screen news from you? Literally the only thing that I'm excited about at the moment is the new Hellraiser. Mm. Um, and even then, I have ever-increasing... a feeling of ever-increasing impending doom. Because every single thing I hear about it, I go, they're going to do what? They're going to do what? I hope it's just crap I'm overhearing, but um, I don't think it is because no one can be trusted with anything these days. And it's like, I know, let's take this thing that's beloved to the almost the entire horror world and let's make it poo. And that's just going to be again. Incidentally, I, I love the Hellraiser, the original film, so much that I wanted to make an... Um, short in in uni but obviously not allowed because it's a real film and i still want to make it now and i reckon my short which was the trial of the cenobites by the way <laughs> um would have been better than what the things i've heard about this this new one um i'm still gonna go and see it i'm still gonna go with the spirit of pinhead in me i'm still gonna go with the spirit of clive barker in me because it's 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 one of my most favorite things in the world john um, i don't think this is getting a cinematic release it says it is. What's it's, it going to be on? It's getting released in Hulu, on Hulu in the United States. So it'll probably be on Prime or something like that for us. What? Yeah. It's going to be a Hulu original. 
Uh, but th- I mean, that's not a bad thing. Like, I don't know if Hulu has like a, a massive. Um... Uh, no, it's going to be shit. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to take back everything I've just said. Then and, and is, say, this, is this a remake <laughs> as well, John? <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, my all all of my fears are now com- confirmed. Oh, great. Uh, don't waste your time. Oh, and it's a remake though, yeah. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Great, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I oh, know it's a reboot. Oh, this, this this day just gets worse for me. <laughs> yeah, this is why I, I I don't get excited about anything. I and yeah, everything I like, everything I like is taken away from me. Everything. Oh, John, I'm still here. Okay. Everything I like is taken away from me. Okay. So, um, <laughs> let's move on then. Um, hopefully we'll have some more interesting um, Silver Scream news next time. Um, so, our next little uh, item is an interesting one. So, when John and I were having discussions around how to sort of revamp Nightmare Cinema, we floated this idea of putting our money where our mouth is or putting our creativity where our keyboards are and writing our own horror film. So we are going to be working this through uh, together, but also in conjunction with 5K Films. So, John, do you want to give a little introduction to 5K Films and then I'll go back and talk I about think I think work. you should introduce the owner... And what's it called when you run something? C C O O. Is that what it's CEO. CEO of Five K Films. I think you should introduce him now because we have him here, you know. All of that is John Dunn. It is. Hello. <laughs> right. While we've been away, I've been a busy bit of a busy bee, and I'm trying to put together a little production company because I know when most people hear these podcasts and all of these reviews and stuff, they're going, "Well, can you do better?" So yes, I think. I haven't heard of anyone trying to do this before, so we're gonna we're gonna do just that, and we're gonna put up put a bit something that we've done out there for podcasts and reviewers to have a go at. They won't, cause it'd be dead good. <laughs> um, so what what we're gonna do is we're gonna make well, we're gonna attempt to make. Did we say thirty to forty minutes short film, mm-hmm. um, an original short film, and see just how much we know about this stuff. Let me just tell you, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, it would be really interesting to work on this, John, because you and I have both got different sort of opinions and and what and expectations of horror films. Um, so it'd be really interesting, and I can imagine there's going to be probably a few, um, crossed words, shall we say, maybe a, a punch up. Hopefully, I can finally <laughs> lay hands on you <laughs> in a violent way. Um, We've got so far into this without. Pouring at me like a piece of meat. But I didn't mean it in a gay way. I meant like violence. Yeah. Why are you smiling like that? What's your hand doing there? I'm just. Have you just smelled your hand? Have you just smelled your fingers? Good God, this man knows that. This is a horror film in itself. I wait. It is. Me too. Me too. He cried. (gasps) Too far. Too far. <laughs> Too far. Um, Sweating now. So, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna sweat on. So yeah, there's I mean, next episode, I suppose what what we'll what we'll do is John is gonna pitch an idea for a film and I'll pitch an idea for a film. And then we'll put these out for public vote for you guys to think, you know, sort of what you think is probably the best idea. Um, And we'll do that for maybe the next two episodes. Um, so that's four pitches you guys are gonna hear. Um, and then we will 
have a discussion amongst ourselves about what we think we can best serve, obviously taking your vote into account. But just so you know, your vote is not the be all and end all. It is a contributing factor to our decision. However, if we have a million votes on one thing, we're kind of going to go with that because yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, if all of you pay a quid as well, just just putting that out there because I hate my job and I'd like to quit it and that would pay for the film as well. So just... I mean, yeah. That, tangents away there. I mean, because can, I'm going to work You later. can absolutely do that if if you wish and can afford to in these tough times. Um, so that's that's what's going to happen next episode. We're going we're gonna to present those ideas to you. So I really, really do hope that you've enjoyed the new format. Um, you know, we've tried our best to make this a little bit more interesting, a little bit more dynamic um, while keeping... You know, those, well, make those sure heated discussions. <laughs> yeah. Um, do let he us know what you well, think of the... Sorry? He is, you are wrong. Oh. Do let us know what you think of the new format. Um, you can sound off on Instagram. Um, we'll probably put a vote out there as well. Send us any comments. Um, it's nightmare underscore cinema underscore on Instagram. Just drop us a message or put it onto one of our posts. We're completely open to that. Um... Also, tell us what you think of the films that we've discussed. That would be great to have um, your input in that. Um, and let us know what you think we should have a little look at next. Um, so without further ado, I would just like to say thank you so much for listening to our brand new episode, our brand new format. Uh, we really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed it. It's good to be back. It definitely say, is. It definitely even is. if Sean was wrong. But anyway... <laughs> Shut up. <coughs> Thank you and goodbye. Thank you, good night. We love you all, as Ozzy would say. Bye.